Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Any company can offer you a job. At West Monroe, we'll offer you a career. We're a people-first consulting firm. Because when you thrive, our clients thrive too. Ready to make an impact? Go to westmonroe.com slash impact. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, everybody? It's me, Jason McIntyre, here on Straight Fire. Hope everybody had a spick weekend. Listen, Sunday night, how good was that? I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Seriously, folks, you had Chiefs Chargers go into overtime. Okay, really fun comeback by Pat Mahomes. Nice debut for Justin Herbert. Then you had Lakers beating the Nuggets at the buzzer. We'll definitely talk about that a little later. Then you had Seattle stopping New England on the goal line at the final buzzer. Just an awesome night in sports. I'm just so happy sports are back. This is, I mean, do you remember how bleak it was about four months ago? There was like nothing to talk about. No sports happening. I must have had four people who I ran into this weekend who I maybe hadn't talked to a lot lately. And 
they're like, so how has your job been like when there was no sports going on? I was like, well, there's nothing to talk about. Absolutely nothing. Just it was brutal. And I'm just glad sports are back. Great weekend kept by a thrilling Sunday night. And for the new audience, we probably had some new people drop by the podcast after what Colin Cowherd said on the Herd Friday. Uh, I know you guys are just here for the gambling picks. And the best bet went 2-1. and one. Hooray. Uh, lost on the Eagles. We'll, I'll trash them in a little bit. Um, and just so you know, the best bet is at the end of the podcast. But it don't just come for the picks. Okay, you guys know the, the, the ancient philosophy saying, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. You teach a man to fish. You feed him for a lifetime. I'm, I'm not just doing the picks. We're talking through the process and how I get there. The NBA run was hot. Okay, we're doing well on the picks. But first, let's get to the NFL. And I got to start with Sunday Night Football, which was an unlikely shootout. Russell Wilson, five TD passes, and he outlasted Cam Newton, who was uh, shockingly good for the Patriots. Now, I'll get to Cam in a sec, but I have to start with Russell Wilson. And the Patriots... Pass defense was number one in the league last year. They gave up four touchdown passes to receivers all season. Russell Wilson threw four touchdown passes to receivers Sunday night. I mean, do you understand how good Russell Wilson was? He definitely is the clubhouse leader in the after two weeks who's the MVP discussion. I have him over Kyler Murray, my main man, Kyler Murray, now also 2-0, and Aaron Rodgers, who's just been brilliant. But Russell Wilson was just phenomenal. I mean, he was... Listen, I I missed on the Seahawks. I did not think they would be that good. The offensive line has some new pieces. And Russ started out with the pick six um, on his first pass, falling behind instantly. And he now has been so good that after two games, Russell Wilson has 11 incomplete passes and nine touchdown passes. I mean, the guy is cooking. And... Um, this Patriots pass defense just doesn't look like what it was last year. Underneath, they got destroyed. The linebackers can't cover at all. The pass rush was largely anemic. And, you know, we kind of, I guess, knew that the Seahawks' pass defense wasn't that good either. I mean, remember, Matt Ryan had a field day. And then to watch Cam Newton carve up Seattle, that was a little bit surprising. But Folks, just so you know, I know people are going to be clamoring for Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Their defense has been taken apart pretty regularly through these first eight quarters, okay? I know uh, Atlanta was in comeback mode in week one, and Matt, Matty Ice had like 400, 400 yards passing, whatever it was, but Cam Newton carved up the Seattle secondary. I mean, you cannot put Jamal Adams in coverage. He was getting lit up. Uh, but, but overall, just an awesome game. I guess my big takeaway is Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels once again, coming out looking really, really smart. Remember, this is a duo that had Jimmy Garoppolo and turned him into like an overnight sensation, basically. Uh, when he was filling in for Tom Brady when he was suspended, Jimmy G ended up making all this money, and he went to the Super Bowl last year with the Niners. And then, of course, Belichick had Matt Castle when Brady was injured in Week 1, and Castle... Looked like a looked like an NFL player. He made a lot of money uh, in in just a few years based on 15 games with Bill Belichick. And here comes Cam Newton, looking like, geez, he's the steal of the offseason. They got him on a minimum deal. Now his carries were down. He had 15 carries in Week One. I said, folks, this is not sustainable. He only had 11 in Week Two. I did not like the play call on fourth and uh, not fourth and goal. I think it was uh, first and goal. 
but with three seconds left, they had one play. And if you look closely, the Seahawks dialed up the touchdown play that they ran right before it uh, on the last possession where the uh, fullback and the tight end kind of run in motion, the pre-snap, and then Cam just finds the hole and runs right in. And Seattle saw it coming and blew it up pretty easily and a little disappointing there. But um, overall, just a phenomenal game. And uh, Seattle in the toughest division in football, NFC West. Have you looked at the standings? Seattle 2-0, the Rams a surprising 2-0, and the Arizona Cardinals also 2-0. San Fran 1-1 after curb stomping my Jets. But um, I guess second big takeaway from the week has to be um, the Atlanta Falcons' historic collapse against the Cowboys. And listen, I, I don't think much of the Cowboys this year. I think they're a playoff team, but I, I'm not a believer in Dak. Uh, you guys know I'm not a believer in this Dallas defense. Atlanta's got some problems. They were leading 20 to nothing at the end of one quarter. They led 29 to 10 at the half. They led by 15 with seven and a half minutes to go, and they blew it. The craziest stat of Sunday in the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons scored 39 points and had zero turnovers. Since 1933, teams that score 39 points and have zero turnovers are 440 and zero in the NFL. The Atlanta Falcons are the first team since 1933 to score 39 points, zero turnovers, and lose the football game. That comes courtesy of ESPN Stats and Info. That's how bad of a loss it is for Atlanta. And I don't know how Dan Quinn shakes free of this. Remember, last year he was able to finish strong. They went 6-2 and two down the stretch, and he saved his job. But this is a guy who came up as a defensive coordinator in Seattle, and he's his Falcons have given up 78 points in two games. Now, Atlanta Falcons defenders will say, hey, we faced... Um, you know, we faced Russell Wilson in the opener. He's an MVP candidate. And we just faced Dak Prescott, who a lot of people think is a fringe MVP candidate. So cut us some slack. Um, but uh, obviously, the Falcons, inexcusable onside kick. If you watch the replay, essentially the Falcons were watching the football spin like they were hypnotized. It's crazy. It's like the way my kid and all his little fourth grade buddies stare at the at the iPad watching Roblox. If you if you're a dad out there and you know your kids are playing Roblox, you know what the hell I'm talking about. They're just staring at the game, hypnotized. And the Falcons, if you watch their the special teams, the onside hands team, they're just staring at the football spinning. And a cowboy just sneaks in, waits for it to go 10 yards, and and grabs it. I mean, it's just an unbelievable meltdown by the Falcons. Now, I don't think you can fire Dan Quinn uh, after two games. I mean, listen, this is this is embarrassing. It's 0-2, but it's two weeks. Okay, and again, they face two pretty good quarterbacks. It's a meltdown. And, I, you know, something about these Falcons, it's... It's something every week with these guys. It's like your kid uh, forgets his math homework, and then the next week he forgets a pencil, and he forgets a calculator, and he forgets his notebook. And it's just always something. It's always something with the Atlanta Falcons. You know, it's the defense, it's the injuries, it's special teams, it's blowing a 28-3 to Super Bowl lead. It's just always something with these Falcons. I don't know, uh, you know, I feel bad for Matty Ice, but it just feels like the ship has sailed on the Atlanta Falcons. And I guess the third big takeaway in the NFL, and this is not one you love to talk about, obviously. It's the injuries. And if you play fantasy football, there's a good chance somebody on your team got hurt. Last week for me, it was Marlon Mack. 
And um, this week, it's essentially, (laughs) you know, a lot of star players in the league went down. And folks, last week, I opened on Monday saying, who needs a preseason? These guys are fine. This looked great. This football was sharp. It was crisp. It was well played. And uh, the games were thrilling. And here you go in week two, and you got players dropping like flies. And you can't just tell me it was an unlucky weekend for injuries. I'm sure the sports scientists are going to come out here today on Monday and Tuesday and say, listen, this is just too much too soon. Um, It's pretty clear the players' bodies weren't ready. And it reminds me, you guys know pre-pandemic, I would play a lot of pickup basketball out here in L.A. And I had a friend uh, who has a kid in fourth grade with my son. And he heard I played pickup. And he's like, oh, yeah, let me come out and play. I was like, all right. You know, he, this guy was like a college golfer. He played high school baseball at a high level. He's a good, good athlete. And he surfs a ton. So he comes out and plays. He's fine. And he's like, that was so much fun. I can't wait to come next week. Now, he hadn't played basketball in years. First week, fine. Second week, pulls a calf muscle and is in a walking boot for like six weeks. And he's like, Jay, I'm never playing basketball again. That was fun. I, I, this is, I, I can't do this. And I was like, that's weird. He, he was fine the first week. And then the second week is just the overuse. Uh, your body is just not used to that. And you see Saquon Barkley done for the season. And I feel really bad for Saquon. Um, he had that brutal first week, 15 carries, six yards against the Steelers. And you had t- idiots like Tiki Barber coming out and ripping him. And here we go week two against the Bears. And it's, it's by all accounts, a knee injury that's going to sideline him for the season. So he went on his Instagram and he deleted every single post except a tribute to Kobe Bryant. And you just feel for Saquon Barkley, man. Uh, he's in a crappy organization. Sorry, Giants. That's where you guys are. And now he's hurt and he's done for the season. And, you know, I would say he's the biggest loss uh, obviously, Nick Bosa of the 49ers is a massive loss for their defensive line. You also had um, Solomon Thomas of the 49ers go down. Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain. Looks like he's going to be out two to four weeks. Drew Locke, uh, shoulder injury. He got drilled uh, by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He looks to be out a couple weeks. Looks like Jeff Driscoll is going to be the starter in Denver uh, next week. You had Anthony Barr leave the Vikings defense. Anthony Barr... Probably the best player on an awful Vikings defense. You had Paris Campbell leave for the Colts. Malik Hooker, the great Colts safety, who was a stud at Ohio State. He's toast. Cam Akers, who's on my fantasy team. Rams running back, he's out. Byron Jones, who the Dolphins paid a ton of money to in the offseason. He goes out, I think, in like the first or second series. Okay, And Stephon Diggs proceeds to just eviscerate the... um, Dolphins secondary, Byron Jones. I mean, like, it was really sad and disappointing how many players got hurt. Um, I, I, I Listen, I, I, I'm i sure the carnage will come out later today, but overall, a brutal week two for injuries. Uh, I know you don't want to hear about my fantasy team, but Jared Cook, I need about 25 points tonight from you. Uh, I ran into the Tyler Higby machine. Of course, Tyler Higby has like four catches, three for touchdowns, and, and my my good fantasy team in my $500 league is about to fall to 0-2 unless Jared Cook can pull me out of the ashes. So um, I, I'm not going to buzz through all the games. I did want to hit on a couple, okay? So I did miss on the Philadelphia Eagles, and I just quickly want to touch on how awful the Philadelphia Eagles look. Listen, I picked them to win the division. 
And yes, the NFC East is a dumpster fire, but particularly the Philadelphia Eagles look like total garbage. Carson Wentz specifically was atrocious against the Rams. And, you know, they, they took a 17-0 lead, the Eagles did in week one against the Redskins, uh, against the Washington Football Club. Since that moment, since the 17-0 lead, they've been outscored 64-19. to And it's, it's a, I mean, Doug Peterson's got some real big explaining to do uh, defensively. Jared Goff, if you guys remember in the 2016 draft, Goff went one and Wentz went two. Goff got paid, Goff got to the Super Bowl, and then everybody doesn't think Goff is very good. Because if you pressure Goff, he, you know, crumbles. And he's not good on the road. Jared Goff, if you were in a coma for the last four years and you had never seen Jared Goff or Carson Wentz play, you would have said, oh my gosh, Jared Goff looks like a superstar. 20-27, three touchdowns, 142 quarterback rating. I mean, and he wasn't dinking and dunking. I mean, everything was on point. The Rams offense looked awesome. And this is an offense that lost Cooks and Gurley. Goff came out cooking. And meanwhile, Carson Wentz, two interceptions, dinking and dunking, missing open guys. Got some major problems, folks. I know that uh, Eagles fans are passionate between the injury woes, how bad he's looked. I don't understand what Doug Peterson could do, but right now Carson Wentz has some major problems and the Eagles are going to have to rebound. The other game I want to touch on, and it's just brief, my New York Jets. Everybody knows I'm basically the king of the New York Jets fan club uh, on social media. And folks, I, I don't really, I'm at a loss for words. I didn't think it would be this bad. But what really, really hurts is... Sam Darnold, who I was ecstatic when the Jets drafted out of USC. I thought it was a steal of the draft. I mean, I laughed when the Giants got Saquon. Oh my gosh, they passed on Sam Darnold. I know he has no weapons, but to watch Sam Darnold struggle to move the football down the field against what essentially was the 49ers' backup defense. No Richard Sherman. Bosa left. Tom Solomon Thomas left. It, he couldn't do anything. And then you look at Gardner Minshew against Tennessee. And Gardner Minshew, for the second week in a row, is moving the football like a machine. And and don't tell me it's the coaching. Don't, don't tell me it's the skill position players. Gardner Minshew has an undrafted running back out of Illinois State. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who James Robinson is. He's throwing to dudes I've never heard of. And Gardner Minshew, I know he's 24, a little older than Darnold. They had 30 first downs. They were 10 for 14 on third down. When Gardner Minshew drops back, there's confidence that he's going to make a play with his feet or his arm. They had 480 yards of total offense against the Tennessee team. Hey, the defense. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This isn't great, but Tennessee's a playoff team last year. They, I, I don't know what to say. It's disappointing that when Gardner Minshew gets the ball, you're like, all right, Gardner Minshew's going to make some magic happen. And Sam Darnold gets the ball anywhere on the field, and it's like, oh, they're not going anywhere. And listen, Adam Gaze stinks. I was dead wrong, and now I've said too much about the Jets because I'm getting worked up, and it's still early in the podcast. So there's my quick takeaway from week two in the NFL. Overall, from a gambling perspective, it went pretty well. I went 4-1 and one in the Circa contest. That's the $1.4 million contest. Um, my big whiff was the Eagles. I got super lucky with the Bucks getting a late cover, the Dolphins coming through the back door. So I'm now uh, 7-2-1. and one. I'm right about 100, maybe right outside the top 100. Um, 3,100 people enter, and um, I will be spending a lot of time digging into week three and talking about it on the podcast. Let's get to the NBA. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Our vast network has the NFL's best talent bringing you right into the action each week. There's always room to add more football into your podcast rotation, and our vast group of shows will surely keep you up to date with everything you need to know surrounding the National Football League. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. First in the pages of the magazine, then on SI.com, 
And now, that tradition continues on a new podcast. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. We'll ask the questions that we're all wondering and push for the answers we all want. Everything from investigating the Super Bowl's impact on L.A. to examining why booing is as big a part of the fan experience as cheering. Sports Illustrated Weekly is here to bring you the entertaining tales you can't get anywhere else. The kinds of stories that make you smile and laugh, clap and cry, marvel, think, and fall in love with sports all over again. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. All right, we got to take a couple minutes here and talk about the Lakers beating the Nuggets at the buzzer. LeBron the decoy. Anthony Davis drains the three, yells out, if you guys have seen the slow-mo replay, Kobe! And then celebrates at the Lakers. Listen, that was a pretty awesome moment. I was watching it with my son. And I got to say, NBA, I know people are going to crap on the ratings today. I don't care. I don't care that people didn't watch the Lakers against Cam and Seattle on Sunday Night Football. It was so perfect that we got to watch the first half. Then you switch over to Sunday Night Football. And then Sunday Night Football at halftime... And boom, you get the final five minutes of Lakers Nuggets. Now, the final five minutes were fascinating. Jokic was unstoppable. I didn't love what Frank Vogel did down the stretch. Um, He would not play Kuzma for some reason. And you had several non-shooters. You had Alex Caruso. And then you played Rondo in the final minute. And Caruso, of course, missed a wide-open three that the Nuggets will give him all day long. That was right before Anthony Davis's game-winning shot. Um, But essentially, Jokic had the final 11 for the Nuggets. Anthony Davis had the final 10 for the Lakers. Now, I looked this up on the game log. The Lakers only had 10 points in the final five minutes, all Anthony Davis. And I quickly, I got to just get this out of the way because I don't want to say it and come off like I'm complaining. But I noticed this. After the game, you know, you go on social media and you talk about it because that's just what you do in 2020. You go on your Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and blah, blah, blah. Probably for me, mostly Twitter because I'm in the media. And this weird thing happens where if you think back pre-social media, when a game-winning shot like that happens, the takeaway is, oh, that was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Anthony Davis, Nuggets, uh, they, they blew it. They had they, All you got to do is cover Anthony Davis and LeBron, and they couldn't. And it's all about the Lakers winning at the buzzer, going up 2-0. Can the Nuggets win a game in a series? And you, it's just, like, exciting. But here we have social media where the hate for LeBron James is so strong that Anthony Davis was, like, number one for, I don't know, three minutes. And, and then instantly was like, well, you know, that's why Giannis wins MVP over over LeBron because Anthony Davis had just shot at the buzzer. Like somebody, like a credible guy who's a play-by-play announcer or whatever in Boston, like tweeted that out. And you've got all these people bashing LeBron for how bad he was in the second half. LeBron did have a bad second half. He had 20 in the first half. And in the second half, he didn't have it. I think he had two air balls, six turnovers in the game. He wasn't great in the second half, but who cares? Who gives a shit that LeBron played poorly in the second half when they won and Anthony Davis carried them down the stretch. I mean, do you, have you guys forgotten how many times guys like Robert Ory bailed out Shaq and Kobe? And how many times Derek Fisher hit buzzer shots or super clutch shots 
down the stretch. I remember a game seven where Kobe against the Celtics was something like six for 28 or six for 24. And Ron Artest was the hero. Throughout NBA history, we've seen other guys delivering. I mean, Ray Allen hit a three to save the heat. Um, How many times? Clay Thompson had, what, 40-something odd points. He had like 13 three-pointers, whatever the number is, in game six against the Thunder. Just because the superstar isn't amazing, it's not the end of the world. That should not be the focus. And it kind of pissed me off. I don't know, Rob G., am I going overboard here? Getting upset that people try to make LeBron not being dominant down the stretch a story? No, I don't think so at all. But I think you also have to understand that LeBron James, the NBA begins and ends with LeBron James. Every story that you think that you want to talk about, let's say we'll talk about the Blazers, you want to talk about the Bobcats, there's going to be a LeBron James connection somewhere because he's the one who drives clicks, he's the one who drives eyeballs, he's the one who drives ratings. So so if you want to tweet about the game, when everybody's tweeting, the best way to cut through is go after LeBron. Exactly. And that just comes with the territory. I mean, it was like that when he was in Cleveland. It's even worse now that he's a Laker because the Lakers are the biggest brand in basketball. So it just kind of comes with it. I'm disappointed in people for doing that and trying to tear down a guy like LeBron. He was not great in the second half, but who gives? Who cares? Anthony Davis was brilliant. By the way, I, I listen, I don't want to go too deep into this. It was like a Saturday kerfuffle, brush fire, if you will, on uh, on, so- on social media. But the NBA voting came out for MVP, all NBA and everything, and the ballots were revealed. And a sideline reporter slash host at ESPN named Maria Taylor, I don't know her, I've never met her, um, she left Anthony Davis off her All-NBA ballot. Her All-NBA first center was Jokic, her second was Joel Embiid, her third was Bam Adebayo. And some guy, you know, noticed this and was like, Maria Taylor left Anthony Davis off her All-NBA ballot. And... Would I mean, eventually somebody would have probably noticed it. And instantly it was like, wait, what? How How is that possible? I mean, <laughs> Anthony Davis is, I mean, he, he's a phenomenal player. He's obviously, he was first team all NBA. But this person left Anthony Davis off the ballot, off all three teams. Now, maybe that was a mistake. And if it was a mistake, you know, she'd come out and say it. And what happened was this instantly invo- devolved into... Everybody bashing Maria Taylor. How does she have a vote? Why does she have a vote? She doesn't know basketball, blah, blah. And people went ballistic. And, you know, that's what they're going to do. Just my two thoughts, and Rob G, as a producer, you try to keep me out of trouble in topics like this. And, again, I don't know Maria Taylor. I'm sure she knows basketball. You can't host a show if if you don't know basketball. So she knows what she's talking about. Maybe it was a mistake. If it's a mistake, come out and say, man, I screwed up my ballot. This is part of the job. It comes with the territory that you're going to get ripped for your sports opinions. If you have opinions, you better be ready to defend them. That's that's the name of the game. If you're going on TV, radio, podcast, social media, whatever, and you have opinions, you back them up. That's just how it goes. And I've told this story multiple times on the podcast. I got to FS1, I'm going on the TV shows, and there were times where I'm at the desk, and I look across, and it's a guy like Kenyon Martin. I mean, Kenyon Martin was like the number one pick in the draft. 
Um, he was destined to be a superstar. Then he had that that bad injury at Cincinnati, and he was still a really good NBA player. Went to the finals with the Nets. Um, good player. I mean, he's an all-time good college basketball player in in his conference. Uh, I think Cincinnati was like Conference USA. And I'm sitting across the desk from him, and I'm sure he's looking at me like, who is this guy? He didn't play in the NBA. What are we doing? Why, why is he coming? Why is he saying this stuff? And I went after Carmelo Anthony, uh, who I didn't know was super tight with Kenyon Martin. They were like boys. And again, I'm... Not not crushing Carmelo Anthony, but I'm back. I'm bashing him. Hey, he's not a team player. He's a black hole on offense. He don't pass. He doesn't make anybody better. Oh, he's a great all a great one on one player, but he doesn't make teammates better. Like I don't know what can you do with him. He, he's three and D, but he doesn't play defense. And Kenya Martin was like, you know, aggressive toward me on the set and, and um, defending his guy Carmelo Anthony. But again, I'm gonna go by the numbers. I'm gonna trust the numbers, and I'm gonna trust you know my eyes and. It was fine. You know, ultimately afterward, I was like, damn, Kenyon coming after me. He's like, well, that's my boy, you know. And ultimately, I got to be friendly with Kenyon Martin. If I saw him out, he would probably knuckle bump me. And, you know, we're friendly. Other guys would come at me hard. Chris Carter, who was at FS1, uh, yeah, that guy's in the Hall of Fame. Um, We went toe-to-toe over Dak Prescott. And um, ultimately, I... I, you know, I had all the numbers. Uh, I backed it up. I said, listen, this, that, the other. And Chris Carter didn't like it. And he was like, listen. Um, yeah, and he basically played the I played football card. And I know when I'm arguing sports with somebody or debating or whatever, and they have to lean into the, well, I played and you didn't. I know I've won essentially at that. That's like me. That's them signaling to me that, listen, I'm not going to argue with you. I played. And for me, it's like, I know that I've done a good job if if it gets to that. And Maria Taylor probably should come out and say, yeah, hey, I screwed up my ballot, or this is what I saw from Bam Adebayo. Because I can tell you right now, Rob G., I don't know if you agree with me, but there ain't no way in hell anybody, in any GM in the league is taking Joel Embiid over Anthony Davis. There's no way. Bam Adebayo is a really nice young player. I'm looking forward to maybe Bam Adebayo against Anthony Davis in the finals. And Bam is young. Maybe he holds his own a little bit. But Anthony Davis is a top 10 player in the league, no doubt. And for her to leave him off the ballot, it opens her up for criticism. Right, and I agree with you. And and what I will give her credit for is that she did admit that she just made a mistake. She just said she completely botched it and forgot it. So credit to her, I guess, for owning that mistake. It's a big mistake, but at least she owned it. Um, There was another voter who somehow lost in this Maria Taylor, I guess because it's Maria Taylor and she is a, a well-known name. There was a voter. I'm trying to find his name for you. Greg I mean, Logan. I know, what, I know the, what's his name? Greg Logan. Don't know him. I don't know him either. He's probably never going to come on this show. <laughs> but here's some of the awards that he listed. Luka Doncic, Andre Drummond, first team all defense. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, Hassan Whiteside, second team all defense. Defensive player of the year, first and second. He has Andre Drummond first, Hassan Whiteside second. Andre Drummond, the defensive player of the year? Yes. Second team all NBA, three guys he has on there. Trey Young, Brandon Ingram. Trey Young. And Andre Drummond again. He just really loves. Ah, uh, that must Drummond. be like his number one source in the NBA or something. Exactly. Now, now listen. See, here's the reason. That's not even. Cares hold on. I got one more for you, okay, real quick. Okay. One more. 
Third team All NBA guard, the black hole Zach Levine. Oh, I like Zach Levine, but he's not, he couldn't sniff third team All NBA. I'm a Zach Levine fan. Um, that's bad. But here's the thing, Rob G. Nobody's gonna rip that guy because a he's not on TV. Uh, B he you know uh, he doesn't work at ESPN. And uh, see, he didn't mention any Lakers. Uh, you know, like Maria Taylor hit the triumvirate there, going after Anthony Davis. I don't know. I mean, Rob G, is Anthony Davis playing at a level that if he could score 37 in game one and then he scores a final 10 points to bail him out in game two, we could be looking at a scenario where he maybe wins the finals MVP. Is oh, that yeah. where we're headed? Because. That's going to be a whole other story if Anthony Davis wins a final MVP. I can already tell you right now, people are going to go ballistic and, oh, LeBron can never be the greatest player ever. He didn't win finals. You know, like, I can already well, see us getting into that conversation. If he ends up facing off against the Boston Celtics, who are still down in the series as of Monday, he should be the, the focal point of the Lakers' offense against that team because they have nobody on their roster who can hang with them. At least the Heat have Bam Adebayo, and he could give him some trouble you know, Jimmy Butler's big enough where he can kind of give him some issues, stuff like that. But I put this out on Twitter after the game last night. And we there's been this narrative now for a few years that the best player in the world is not actually the best player in the world. The best player in the world is whoever had the best performance throughout the NBA playoffs. Hmm. So that was kind of where... LeBron earned his stripes all those years ago, making the play, making the finals every year. Right. Even though there were, you know, James Harden was putting up big numbers too, you right. know, stuff like that. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Kevin Durant kind of assumed that role once he became the alpha dog in Golden State, and he was their best player. So he's the best player on the best team. He must be the best player in the world. 
last year with what Kawhi Leonard did. All of a sudden, he was the best player in the world because LeBron didn't make the playoffs, so it obviously can't be LeBron anymore. Kevin Durant was hurt, so he obviously can't be the best player in the world, so it's got to be Kawhi. I, uh, well, no, hold on. Timeout, timeout, Rob G. I, I don't think but I that ever... was the narrative. Okay, that, right, right. That, but did you, you but think, that, did you think Kawhi no, was the best player in the world? No. Okay, I didn't. But that know. was what the narrative was. That right. was how they defined the best player in the world. And by they, you mean the, the, the social the, media denizens, the social media, a lot of people in mainstream sports media, you know, the consensus seemed to be. The, the majority of people thought that was the way it, w- it worked out. In this postseason... Anthony Davis has been far and away the best player in the playoffs. When you factor in what he does defensively along with what he's doing offensively, it's not even close. If you look at the uh, PER, he's like three points higher than the next closest person. If you look at win shares, he's half a point higher than LeBron James, who I think is second. Like Mm. what Anthony Davis is doing in this postseason, and he probably should have won Defensive Player of the Year, but that's an argument for a different day. But in this series... He's shooting over 50% from the field, almost 40% from three, and 80% from the free throw line, while also playing all-world defense. So if the argument is the best player in the world is the guy who's been playing the best throughout the playoffs when it matters the most, which is why Giannis can't be it, Mm. which is why Kawhi can't be it, James Harden can't be it, then it really comes down to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And even though LeBron James is more valuable to the Lakers for what they need, Anthony Davis has been the best player on their team. Yeah, he he is by that whole argument the best player in the world right now. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think ultimately it probably you could be onto something. Um, I just wonder. I just wonder if LeBron will hit another gear in the finals because again, he let Anthony Davis eat in the Western Conference Finals. People are going to remember the finals, um, and if he does go up against Anthony Davis, that is the Celtics. They're going to throw at him Daniel Thies, who's he's capable, but uh, he's a body. And then their backup uh, is Robert Williams, who's nothing special. The Heat, as you said, Bam Adebayo is good. The, his backup is the guy who looks like a cafeteria lunch lady, Kelly Olenek. Uh, and you know Anthony Davis is going to eviscerate that guy. So he's probably going to eat heavily in the finals. Uh, we know Jokic isn't going to stop him. Um, man, ain't... I, can I can I just say this quietly? Maybe nobody else. Maybe a lot of people have tapped out by now and aren't listening this deep. I, I hope LeBron wins Finals MVP. I, I really hope he does, Rob G. I, I don't want this. I don't want these idiots yelling. Well, he can't pass Jordan because he didn't win Finals MVP. Uh, just, okay, you, uh, you only get one thing though. Can it's either LeBron wins Finals MVP this year, or Kevin Durant wins Finals MVP next year. I know Kevin Durant's your guy. I know that you guys share a lot of DMs. and Yeah, he, you know, he didn't respond to me. He was in town in my you town. You invited him to your recently. kid's birthday. He didn't want to show up, but I know yeah, you're tight. No. So if you had to get only one, which one are you, are you, would you want to have? No, no, no. We, we need LeBron to get the finals MVP. That's the better long-tail discussion in the offseason. It becomes LeBron versus Jordan, which, you know, I can do on the show. We can have guests on it every day. Everybody, I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. You may know me from Game Day View or Game Day Morning on NFL Network. Basically, any shows with the word game in it, odds are you'll find me there. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, like breaking down games, questioning Tom Brady's genetic makeup. It's going to be great. I'm also doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. <laughs> 
to hear from you, fans of the NFL. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Did you commit a misdemeanor crime when you were 12 and need to tell somebody about it? Please, for the love of Roger Goodell, do not tell me. I can be held accountable. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you. Their fearless guide to this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Best bet for Monday, September 21st. Let's quickly recap. NFL went 2-1. and one. Eagles failed me badly. Colts was a no sweat. And the Bucks covering 8.5 thanks to Leonard Fournette's like 50-yard touchdown. I went bananas in my house. My kids looked at me like I had three heads. It was a joyous moment. So 2-1, and one, best bet now up to 17-10-2. Nice, uh, nice little weekend. Let's go with the Las Vegas Raiders tonight. Monday Night Football getting 5.5. They're at home. No Michael Thomas. At least that was the last I saw. Michael Thomas not expected to play tonight. He was injured, but then he said he was going to try to give it a go. Again, I need Jared Cook big in fantasy. I know the Raiders' secondary struggles, and if you look at the numbers against Teddy Bridgewater, they, they were not good. They they allowed Bridgewater to keep him in the game in week one. And Drew Brees can take advantage underneath. I don't know if the arm strength is there, folks. I'm sorry. I just don't. Now, if you look in the offseason, the Raiders picked up some linebackers. I like their safeties. And they should do an okay job with Kamara um, out of the backfield. Emmanuel Sanders is the guy to watch. How will he do against that Las Vegas secondary? And then on the offensive side of the football, I think Derek Carr can keep this close. I like the Saints defense. Um, I just, for for whatever reason, I think the debut in Vegas, Carr, we'll see what's up with Trent Brown, the offensive lineman. That's a, that would be a big loss if he did not play. Otherwise, this, you know, this Raiders offensive line should hold up well. I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of 27-23 Saints with a victory. So I will take as the best bet the Las Vegas Raiders getting five and a half. That's it for today. We will be back tomorrow. Peace. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? 
Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes, and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus